Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hey, welcome to the Pittsburgh Steelers Power Half Hour. I'm Chris Pugh. As always, I have my friends Paul Yancek and Joe Frost with me. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. As best as Delightful. we can at being one and three, you know, we're doing what we can do. Yeah, we did some, uh, what do you call it, pre-podcast analysis of the Steelers game. It was a lot uh, of weeping. There was a lot yes. of wailing and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> yeah, so... Again, the premise of what we're trying to do during the regular season, win or loss, is we got we got to bring Steeler fans together. And obviously, over the past three weeks, it hasn't been easy. It's been, it has been fun, but you know, as we always say, not just in Steelers analysis, but in life, how do we be- better bring people together than wailing on other cities, wailing on other teams, just poking? great fun in them. So, I mean, you know, Paul, you're a pastor. Obviously, that's uh, what we should do, right? Well, I'm, I'm almost thinking based on how the season's going that maybe today's show should be five reasons Denver is a delightful and beautiful city. But we can't do that. I, I mean, <laughs> I've tried. I, I really looked for reasons why Denver is a great city. I can't find that. And I, I can't find why the Broncos are a good team. I mean, there's just not. So let's get into that list. Um, number one, gotta go with our uh, the great Tim Tebow, 
And hey, we're men of faith. Tim Tebow is a guy of faith. Um, if you just look at Tim Tebow as a a person, hey, I admire the fact he's a faith. But there came a just a ugh, uh, ugly Sunday. It, it was the wild card round of the playoffs. The Steelers had a much better record, but because Denver won the division, Pittsburgh went over to Denver. Denver had probably the strangest season that year because Tim Tebow was a quarterback. Uh, they, they won games, come from behind games. I think Denver probably averaged, what, 10 points a game that year. They won a lot of strange, <laughs> close games. Uh, they won, like, one game on, like, a 60-yard field goal. It was, like, a 10-7 win. It was just really crazy. And Tim Tebow probably played one of the better games he's ever played in his life. And the Steelers were, were shaky that day. And it turns out, and I hate to bring this up because this is an awful memory, you know, with everyone who's Steelers fans, uh, Tim Tebow threw a long touchdown pass to Demarius Thomas. It wasn't like Tim Tebow threw the ball long. It was just a slant route. Um, there was a mix-up on on um, communications in the Steelers secondary, and Demarius Thomas ran. I think it was like 80 yards for a touchdown. Denver wins in the playoffs. Ugh. It, it was a very rough day. Um, what were your guys' memories of that? You know, Tim Tebow touchdown to beat the Steelers in the playoffs. I seem to. Remember I kind of blocked it out, but thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've paid a lot of money in therapy to, to forget that. Uh, I re- what I remember happening was that okay, we're going into overtime, and I got up to get something to eat, and uh, to you know to keep the snacks going, and I came back in and I hadn't yet sat down to like okay. We're going to get into this overtime. I And I hadn't even, I barely looked up at the screen. And it was like, wait, what's that guy doing way over there? Wait, why is the ball going to him? Wait, this is over? I just got more snacks. Yes. I, honestly, <laughs> that is what I remember. I was settling in for overtime and it was gone. And again, I'm a guy of faith. So uh, Tim Tebow doesn't offend me, but man, Twitter was so awful that <laughs> night. I literally wish they would have just killed Twitter that night because there was all these like crazy, like they're like, wow, Tim Tebow threw 316 yards. Well, John 316 is a great Bible verse. I mean, there was all these like, you know, um, things that everyone was like pulling out of the air going, oh, maybe it was God ordained that Tim Tebow beat the Steelers. And I'm like, shut up. This isn't good. So it just, you know, it, it struck me at the core of my faith. It struck me at the core of just being a Steelers fan going, how the heck did the Steelers lose to Tim Tebow? It was rough. And I bring this up. And again, why am I bringing this up on Steelers Network? Because this was like an awful day in Steelers history. How many times have we seen this highlight too? That really upsets me. I mean, I, you see this highlight every time the Steelers are in, in the playoffs or – I, it, and all it was was a simple slam pass where the Steelers screwed up coverage and they threw a long touchdown. I don't know. That's what frustrates me more than anything else. I feel that the reason that you see it a lot is it is the one highlight from Tim Tebow's football career. Right. Yeah, it was his one good pass. It's the one. Right. It's it. That was the greatest <laughs> moment Tim Tebow will ever have as a professional football player. And so – Well, I think what makes that game, what makes that game worse <laughs> – Yeah. It, we had, you know, that was the year when it's like, oh, wow, okay, maybe Tim Tebow's going to be big time. But then we quickly realized, no, no, he, he 
he's not. And uh, so it's for me, it's more the after effect because even that game, it's like, oh, wow, you know, the, the Tebow era starting, but it's kind of the, the years after that I'm like, wow, we lost to Tim Tebow. But it's kind of like, oh, the, the other really bad quarterbacks that have found a way to beat us over the air. It's like, oh, boy, okay. Yeah, very tough. So, again, ugh, we dislike the Broncos because of this reason. Just very, very tough, uh, tough times. Um, secondly, and I'll be honest, I don't think too much about Rich Carlos. Uh, he was an old Denver kicker. But in researching the Broncos, Rich Carlos came up, and you're like, who the heck's a Rich Carlos? He, he was a kicker around the time when John Elway was the quarterback of Denver. But he did one thing different than a lot of other kickers. He was a barefooted kicker. And, I, you know, I'm a guy. Barefoot kickers are creepier than all get out. Um, I saw a YouTube video talking about the history of barefoot kickers in the NFL. And they had a guy, I believe his name was Mike Lansford. He was an old kicker for the Rams. Uh, he was a barefoot kicker, but it was with the L.A. Rams. And, <laughs> I mean, just think, L.A., warm climate, okay, if you play in your bare feet, whatever. Denver is the coldest climate ever in the history of the world. Um, you know, we're here from Ohio. Uh, there was an infamous football game where, you know, the drive where John Elway defeated the Browns. And I I could remember seeing scenes of barefoot Rich Carlos in a very cold Cleveland stadium kicking field goals. I'm like, what the heck? He's probably breaking his toe. You know, you're, why are you barefoot in the winter? And then, you know, he's playing his home games in Denver where Denver it snows 12 months a year, so it's cold all the time too. I don't know. I, I'm just creeped out by it. Yeah, it. It's rough on kickoff returns because have you ever seen a barefoot kicker make a tackle? I mean, the guy's got to get out of the way, but you can't, like, you know, put his head in and try to get a tackle or anything. So it's got to be killer. I mean, I'm sure Denver probably gave up some kickoff returns for touchdowns. Well, I, I, I don't get barefoot kickers. I guess it's unique. It's different. But it's wrong. It's creepy. I'm against Rich Carlos and barefoot kickers. Uh, what's the point of Rich Carlos? I'm fascinated <laughs> by the fact that you're so adamantly against barefoot kickers and yet you went out of your way to watch an entire youtube video about barefoot kickers and i'm worried fun. about your i'm worried about your, your foot issue that may be something to bring up with a professional um yeah i don't know a barefoot i i find it weird uh i creepy goes a little far for me it is weird i'm almost a little more weirded out by somebody who would kick in only a sock i feel like barefoot hmm. makes more sense than taking the shoe off and kicking in a sock. I just don't like doing anything in just my socks because obviously the field is going to be, you know, wet somehow or you know, mud or whatever else. And now oh, you got wet and muddy wet socks. socks. Oh, yeah, the worst. That's worse than than barefoot. But barefoot is definitely weird. Just well, wear your shoes. Yeah, especially in the cold and everything. Are, are there kickers who kick in their socks? I've seen it. Wow. It's weird. See, I, I'm just—I I can't imagine being the guy taking the kickoffs from him, and the, you know that dude. I've—I've I've not seen Carlos's feet up close, but that dude's foot had to have been jacked up something horrific. Yeah. 
I don't know what kind of fungus and toe jam foot, is on that I ball. Foot funk on my on the ball. <laughs> I don't want to catch it. Maybe that was part of it. Maybe it was to make the ball unattractive. I don't want to catch this. Okay, I'll take the dog out in the winter. And hey, if I don't have socks or shoes on, you know, sometimes you just go out to the deck and you might step in the snow with bare feet. Yeah. And I feel like I'm catching colds when I do that. And, yeah. and that's what flops, man. Well, that's when you Please step out with <laughs> for five seconds. Here, now I think Rich Carlos isn't walking around bare feet the whole game. I mean, he probably you know has at least I think a sock he's required on. Too. That's part but of the yeah, contract. Just... <laughs> he's a barefoot kicker, so he must be barefoot at all times. Yeah. Now he I will say shoes. the barefoot video on YouTube was five minutes. <laughs> that's all I could take. If it was like a five-hour expose on barefoot kickers, I would probably. I'm just I can't imagine what you would talk about for five hours. Oh, you know what Carlos, you know what Carlos was doing on the sidelines during games. He's walking up to his teammates like, "You want to see something gross? Yeah, <laughs> some new boil yeah. that he's got. I, I think this is infected. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Should this be oozing? Your nasty bare feet, your broken toes that each of them points a different direction." Hey, this Does is this look pussy? Pointing east, I think it's infected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So very strange, very strange. All right, yeah. So that's our number two. Now let's go to number three. Now, now I thought this guy was interesting. Um, I think I actually saw him uh, in the Hall of Fame here in Ohio, uh, where we're based out of. Uh, they have this like tribute to the fans, where you know. Different fans around America are honored for, you know, being a fan of the NFL. And I think this guy, um, Tim McCarron, um, he's Barrel Man. And unfortunately, Tim is no longer with us. But for 30 years, now we talk about Rich Carlos kicking in bare feet in the, the cold of Denver. He attended every home game at the old Mile High Stadium and in Vesco Field at Mile High, wearing nothing but an orange barrel. That covers his torso, and <clears throat> he also had a cowboy hat and boots. That was it. Now, again, NFL has strange fans. We celebrate it. Uh, Cleveland has what? You know, the, the dog. Uh, well, they have the dog pound, but don't they have, like, big dog or that something? That guy. Yes, big that dog. Guy. Yeah, big dog. Yeah. And, and Jets have, what, Fireman Bill, who yells and uh here in ohio the ohio state buckeyes college team have a couple of big nut you know kind of strange fans and everything so i guess it's part of what makes football football the goofy fans but at least these other people are clothed i mean you're wearing a barrel cowboy hat and boots and nothing else i mean you're arrested if you go around like that. And you're probably arrested if you go around your home wearing that, let alone going to Denver. I, I mean, yeah, you couldn't see anything you shouldn't see or anything, but what is going on with this guy? I could see any of him. That's something I shouldn't see. Right. <laughs> I mean, his wife should have yeah. called and arrested him, even at home. I mean, what's happening? You're going to, to the game, aren't you? I'm reporting you to the authorities. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, I can't imagine what's going on inside that barrel. Like, because right. he wasn't wearing a shirt. You knew that. That's clear and obvious. So, what? 
you had to have had some kind of lining or something inside the barrel because it's not warm. What happens if you have to use the bathroom? I mean, is he going? Is he taking the barrel off? Is there a little hole that he like? You know, I mean, it's it's open at the bottom, right? Like, (laughs) well, you have to position yourself. I mean, it's not maybe. Maybe there's just a spigot at the bottom of the barrel. Yes, yeah. (laughs) And okay, I'm the guy who like I've gone to games with family members that. have been very super crazy fans. I'm like, oh, this is kind of weird. They you know? have a barrel, don't they? You're no, they don't have a barrel. You and your family, <laughs> they and don't your family have a barrel. barrel, and the foot obsession that your family has as well. well no, no, <laughs> I, I live here in Columbus, Ohio. A big fan of the P- Pittsburgh Penguins, and I, I've had uncle that comes with me. Uh, we we go watch it when the Penguins play here in Columbus against the Columbus Blue Jackets, and my uncle is yelling at Columbus fans, guy. I'm like, hey, we don't want that, you know. <clears throat> I mean, he's the guy that's yelling at Columbus fans like, hey, our team's better, and yeah, I think Pittsburgh is better than Columbus, but I don't want to be that guy that yells at people. And if I get creeped out enough by that. Could you imagine if my uncle was wearing a big barrel or something? I mean, come on. Like, you don't want to be that guy who drives the game with Barrel Man in your front seat. You know, come I'll on. Be honest, you know? The only way I'm picturing your uncle right now is as Barrel Man. That's right. the only yes. thing I'm picturing. He wears a Pittsburgh Penguins barrel on his hat. It's very good. So, all right. Well, we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit more about Barrel Man. Hey, we're ripping the city of Denver here on. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steeler Power Half Hour on the Pittsburgh Steeler uh, uh, Network uh, on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Uh, we'll be back after this ad break. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Pittsburgh Sewer fans, welcome back to the, uh, the Pittsburgh Sewer Power Half Hour here on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I'm Chris Pugh, Paul Ganchak, uh, Joe Frost. We're Pittsburgh Sewer fans uh, with Ohio Ties. We're all here from Ohio. And, um, you know, as we said, one and three, very tough season. And we got to bring us together and all the Steeler fans together by viciously making fun of the teams we're playing as well as the cities they're from. And obviously this week, Steelers against Denver. So we got to make fun. We got to say all the things we dislike about the Broncos. And I got to admit, there's a lot more Broncos stuff than Denver stuff this week because it's the Broncos. Man, there's a lot to dislike. So we've talked about Tim Tebow 
and the play of his life that I, I keep seeing the highlights the play, for the one play, right? Tebow play, <laughs> and you know, I, I kind of feel like Raiders fan feels like when they keep watching the immaculate reception. They're probably, oh man, what a horrible memory for us. Well, I feel that same way with the Tim Tebow play. That sounds Stop like a playing setup. the play. That sounds like a setup. We should roll the clip. Yeah, I know that we're, we're audio only, right? But I, if you're a Steelers fan, you're picturing it right now. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, so he, right. there's the throw, and then he bounces, and he picks it up with his fingertips right off the. Is he did not hit the ground, Raiders fans, and <laughs> right. touchdown. There it is. Yeah, so let's move on because I'm ready to click off my own podcast you know, by thinking about Tim Tebow. <laughs> yeah, stop, stop mentioning it. Yeah, let's move on. So we, uh, we also talked about uh, barefoot kickers and Rich Carlos. The, nas- the nastiness of kicking a football with your feet and having somebody else catch it. That's gross. Right. And, and trying to defend it. I mean, uh, I'm sure Rich Carlos not making any tackles on kick returns because – you got bare feet. You can't be I'm like running around. If somebody goes out and finds out if he actually was a good tackler. I, I, just to just to stick it to you, he he led the team in tackles. <laughs> he yeah, just was he always running it. down. Absolutely, yeah. he was the number one special teams tackler. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then Chin McKieran, Barrel Man, who we didn't know much before for thirty years of his life, and sadly, Tim's no longer with us. Tim yeah. has passed on to whoever award Tim. But that barrel thing is weird. Right. And but I, I, to his defense, I, I will say, if he was originally from New York, that could have been the most normal thing to wear to a game. So that, right? I mean, but that's not when you've Denver. got Denver doesn't do that. That's that's the Raiders do weird things like that. That's an open <laughs> thing. That's well, that's New York. That's yeah. You read so weird that it's Denver. Denver's just allegedly oh cosmopolitan city, a very young hip city, and. You got Tim McCurin wearing his barrel cowboy boots and hat, nothing else. It's kind of weird. Um, I, I wanted to mention kind of an honorable mention. Um, uh, the great Brian Anthony Davis brought this up, and it's true. I don't know if they still go by the Orange Crush defense. I don't know if that's still the nickname for the defense, but I know in the 70s and 80s it was a very popular way of referring to the, the Broncos defense. But the Broncos were Orange Crush. Orange Crush is a a pop, you know, the people would drink. I, I, I guess you know the if if, uh, if the Pittsburgh Steelers had a had were named after a, a, a carbonated beverage, what would it be? I kind of feel like it's Dad's root beer. Yeah, Is I mean, anything like, other than Dad's root yeah. beer. <laughs> yeah, the Dad's root beer defense. Yeah, I Dad's guess. root beer. Like that's that's all we got. Right, yeah. Dad, Dad's root beer. You know, it all goes together. Well, I get, I get it. I mean, you know, it's the orange. They're orange and blue. I guess it's their colors. I guess, and it's orange crush. I mean, I understand why. You know, it's that's their name, but it's a pop. I mean, I. I but it's a very rather... refreshing drink. Yes. Sure. <laughs> yes, but I, mean, I orange, want... orange crush is fine, but you know, there are other orange sodas that are also delicious. I would much rather be a fan of a team that refers to itself as the Seal Curtain than Orange Crush. Yeah, you would rather be named after some type of uh, uh, iron-fisted dictatorship is something right. that you're... I'm a, big <laughs> no, fan. St- I'm a big fan of the Iron Curtain, so being called the Steel okay. Curtain, that was uh, 
I like. I'm a big fascist. St- fan. Steelers would be the Iron City beer. Okay, that's their soda. <laughs> the beer. <laughs> it's Iron City beer. Iron City beer. <laughs> Love it. It's great. Very good. So yeah, so we we're taking aim at uh, Denver fans. The Denver defense name. I, I wonder if you could buy Orange Crush at the game. I mean, was that like the drink I, of Denver games in the seventies? I guess we're if they were fans. smart. Right. You probably couldn't buy a beer. You just bought you, Orange you, Crush. You wouldn't walk in there with like a grape soda, right? Oh, yeah. You'd be kicked out. Oh, yeah. but that's so Ooh, good. How dare you? Yeah. yeah. No, no dance, root beer, no or anything lie. else. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Number four <laughs> Orange Crush and your marijuana. <laughs> well, you know, it helps. <laughs> you number know, two. Or, or, or number four overall, however you want to look at it. Um, you, you know, Buffalo has a rough environment. Like we, we mentioned a couple weeks ago about how Buffalo should just move out of the city. They should just virtually eliminate Buffalo because the weather stinks. It's a rough area. I don't know if I'd say the same thing about Denver, but Denver's not too much better. Look at their weather, their environment. They got the thin air. You know, they're up in the Rocky Mountains. Um, and, and it's a advantage for the Broncos. But it's unsafe for NFL players. Uh, remember old Steelers safety Ryan Clark? Ryan Clark couldn't play games in Denver um, because he might die. I mean, he had a condition where, you know, it, it was rough. Uh, I, I, here's what I would think. I don't think Denver should move out, but Denver should have their games on more flat surfaces, not the Rocky Mountain high, not a mile up. Find some nearby suburb of Denver where it's, you know, there's not a ton of altitude. Make it safer on people. It's still in the suburbs of Denver. <laughs> is your plan? Yeah. I mean, Why? Denver itself, honestly, is in a flat area. It The whole thing is just really high. Like, the mountains are right. wet. You can see it from Denver. Like, it's just, it's, right. it's but it's super flat there. It's just a mile up. So, I think what I think the real solution to the problem that you're bringing up is digging a giant hole that okay. goes yes. down roughly, roughly a mile. You know, you got room. So you just go straight down and everybody <laughs> takes like a big elevator or maybe a fireman's pole. I don't know. Right. These are just ideas. But you dig <laughs> into, the, <laughs> into the mountain about a mile down and play the games down there where it's normal. Right, you pull, because, just pull a Lady Gaga at the Super Bowl. Just kind of leap off the top and just right, make right. your way down. Exactly, yeah, because you have a uh, you know a wire attached to you. You're bungee jumping <laughs> down to the stadium. I what think it added adds attraction because I mean you're stuck in Denver and you have to watch the Broncos, so you might as well make this fun. What does it say about your city where certain football players could die? And it's not like saying it's an unsafe and not just city. By somebody shanking you on the way right. to the stadium, like in New York, or you know. well, you remember Joey Porter once got shot in Denver. I, I watched the highlight where he had that infamous speech before the Denver playoff game, where Joey was like, "I got shot in Denver," and that fired up the team. It, it was great. That fired but, up the team. Uh, well, he was like, "I'd be terrified." Down with like, Denver. I'm getting out of here, man. I'm not. This but, is where people get shot. Well, your first clue is when you fly into the Denver airport. That's got to be the creepiest airport on the planet. 
Right. You got that demon stallion out front, the weird Nazi paintings, and that's weird in there. I don't know. I, I've flown into some pretty, uh, some pretty sketch airports at let's call them very small, underdeveloped countries, uh, and that's some sketch airports. There's also an airport that's not too far from Denver. Uh, I can't remember which airport it is, but it's way up in the mountains. And in order to get to it, you have to approach it really high and drop down and take a hard right in order to get into it. You're like, what are we doing? Is this some type of stunt show? This is madness. Uh, so they're prepared for when they when they dig the, the a hole down to the stadium. Absolutely. They're prepared so to do that. You can fly directly into the hole and make that sharp turn, come right into the stadium. You don't have to be bothered with the rest of the city of Denver, which is, you know, I mean, Denver... So, yeah, I think this is my giant stadium in a hole idea for Denver, I think is genius. Because seriously, when you have stadiums in conditions where NFL players could legitimately die because of the altitude, because that tells you you shouldn't not have because yeah. of the stabbings or the shootings. Right. <laughs> you, you should not play football games in there. Or because of the maggots and the ketchup container. What? <laughs> right. But, but let's be honest, like Cleveland, I mean, you would die of boredom because what is there to do right. in Cleveland? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, that's why you know you shouldn't that's play slow, football games in Cleveland. Internal, like right. existential death. But seriously, in Denver, <laughs> if you have certain conditions, you literally could die. You cannot play games in situations like that. And let's bring up baseball real quick too. Hawaii, Hawaii's going to have a, a team soon, and they're putting the stadium inside a volcano. Yes, I probably better, <laughs> probably safer than what Denver's got. Probably going safer. Yeah. And here's the other thing, from a a sports standpoint, like the thin air, like field goals, you know, they break field goal records in Denver because with the thin air, the balls fly like crazy. So, you know, I could probably kick an 80-yard field goal it's in like, Denver. Yeah, you it's know. like kicking field goals on the moon. Right. And then I got to admit. But they, barefoot. You're not allowed to yeah. be barefoot on the moon. <laughs> and you They're guys. Not, there's a sign up that says no <laughs> no shoes, no field goals on the moon and well, in Denver. And you guys think too, like I thought it was kind of cool when the Colorado Rockies, you know, first started playing in baseball because I'm like, oh wow, there's a lot of home runs. The games are high scoring. But it quickly became a beer league softball team. And the old Rockies, they're all that would be like amazing. big, you know, hairy, <laughs> you know, bearded dudes that look like guys that will play in a beer league softball league and everything. Yeah. It just yeah, for a month it was very cool and fun, and after a while it just got very creepy. It's like barefoot Rich Carlos kicking field goals. I mean, you, you are die. you're creeped out by Denver tonight. Yes, very creeped out by Denver, and it Thank- mostly has to do with their lack of clothing. There's the barrel right. guy. There's the shoeless yes. kicker. It's it's really a clothing issue. Why yes. is it that people in Denver are having issues with clothing? Yeah, very, very much so. Well, um, that's a reason. Yeah, very, very creeped out. And then, you know, the last thing we we're going to say in terms of Denver, we can't have a, a just a disgusted, dislike, hate list without mentioning the great John Elway. Now, I will say the one good thing that John Elway brought to America was in a Miami uh, University stadium. You know, a young Ben Roethlisberger, you know, said, "Hey." I want to be like John Elway. You know, Ben 
you know, was a fan of John Elway, his style, his play and everything. Um, I, I'm sure Ben got excited when Elway beat the Browns in the drive. I, mean, I don't know exactly what happened there. But, you know, it, it was a good thing because at least John Elway inspired Ben, who was so great for the Steelers for so many years. I appreciate that. Other than that, what has John Elway brought to the world? I mean, well, I mean, that that whole concept of the enemy, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? And I, I don't know if there's a more hated man in the history of football in the city of Cleveland than John Elway. And so, there, I'm kind of torn on that because it's like he inflicted so much heartbreak on the Browns that it, it kind of got to tip your hat to him in that sense. Yes. The, uh, I think the rival to him, it, it was not be in football, but it would have to be Michael Jordan. So many heartbreak uh, ends of seasons ended at the hands of yeah. Michael Jordan for the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, you know, it's, there's, yeah, there's, there's, those guys are on in the pantheon of the, the people <laughs> Cleveland fans hate, uh, which is, you know, where I grew up is where Paul grew up. Um, so we, we, we recognize a certain amount of hate for them and it carries over, even though as a, as a Steeler fan, uh, it, there's more direct reference in, in my hate for, for, for Denver to that horrible, uh, one play that Tim Tebow did well. Uh, but there's a lot to hate about John Elway, just as a football fan who wasn't rooting for <laughs> for the Broncos those two years that he won the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I'm looking at it. Okay, John Elway won two Super Bowls. Okay, yeah, that's what he did. But other than that, <laughs> but other than that <laughs> we're back to the, the Lombardi right. conversation. Other he than is... being one of the greatest of all time, what else has he done? John Jeez. Elway is the Vince Lombardi of Denver because, yeah, he won two Super Bowls. <laughs> you okay. say that with such like venom and hate. Oh, I do. The nicest compliment you could give him, like oh. he's the Vince Lombardi of Denver. <laughs> but what else has he done? He won the two Super Bowls. He had some good games right there for a lot of yards. He only won two Super Bowls. He inflicted oh, pain. Also, back to back. Did that get okay. mentioned? Okay. Well. Okay. Was it? I think it was more Trell Davis. I don't think it was John sure. Elway. Sure. Probably Rich Carlos had had a say in Carlos, it. Yeah. Yes. Barefoot kicking. <laughs> Barefoot I mean, kicking all over the place. team at that point, but still. Yeah. That uh, the the foot funk was still on the ball, so we'll say that he was still <laughs> part of those wins. Well, <laughs> but you gotta look at it. even back in college, John Elway was the um, you know quarterback of Stanford. He lost the cow. In the, the famous the bands on the field game, so you know Cal stunned John Elway Stanford. John Elway screwed over the Colts. You know the Colts tried to draft him. Elway's like, nope, I'm I'm headed to Denver. And you know, okay, he had a career. He won back to back Super Bowls. I, <laughs> I guess that's something, according to you guys. But you know, <laughs> Denver had nowhere else to turn. They're like you. They're, they're oh, like, oh we, we have no other great quarterback. So, John Elway, you're going to run our team after you retire. And he, he, he said, yes, I'll run your team. And he proceeded to run the team into the ground. Because Denver really, I mean, they won a Super Bowl after that. But it had to take Peyton Manning as prime to come <laughs> and and drag John Elway to a Super Bowl win. And ever since then, you know, 
what has Denver done? <laughs> and I know Other if you're listening to the Super Bowl, and I know if you're listening to like, what's this big headed zilch saying? Because we're three and one, the Steelers are one and three, but your quarterbacks are Drew Locke hey, we and all have the, Teddy we have the same numbers in our records. There's yes, threes, there's ones. It's the same thing, really. <laughs> yeah, so so we dislike John Elway. And I mean, he's number one on our dislike list. He's number right. one, the worst, <laughs> next to Vince Lombardi. Right, right. <laughs> now, understand, we are being somewhat tongue in cheek about this. Well, we're, we're what? Tra- well, we're <laughs> trying. <laughs> okay. Pitch, uh, the Sears have lost three in a row. I mean, this is tough times. So we feel, hey, it's Saturday before the big game. Well, let's try and bring a smile to your face before hopefully the Sears can go out. Break the losing streak and go to two and three if a win over Denver. Um, I gotta say, guys, uh, when we first got asked to talk about why the Steelers will win on on Sunday, it was easy. It was fun. It was like, yeah, we're the Steelers. We're doing really well. The past few weeks, it's gotten harder. <laughs> Each week has gotten progressively difficult to do this part of the show. Uh, but I'm gonna start out, okay? And guys, we have to say why we think the Steelers will win or they could okay. win. Okay. Uh, yesterday, I said a silly joke about, or last week, it was a silly joke about uh, the Sears beat the Packers if Aaron Rodgers comes out at halftime in a Sears outfit. Definitely, that didn't work. Uh, but I really think the Sears could win this game. Let's look back at what happened against Buffalo. Everyone's like, oh, it was a fluke. The Sears shouldn't have won. Yeah, the Sears won, and they did win because even though the Sears offense wasn't that great, they were efficient. Um, I know we hate saying this because we have these fever dreams of when Big Ben was, you know, being massively great with numbers. I think Big Ben could still win this year if he plays an efficient quarterback game. If he's like a game manager where he doesn't have to throw it a billion times. The Ben Roethlisberger of the last three weeks, the Sears are going to win with that. There's no way. So if they can go back to game one where it was still – a crap show at times in the offense. It wasn't a great offensive performance, but at least they were efficient. They weren't turning the ball over. They weren't getting sacked a billion times. They can win because that offensive performance, coupled with amazing defense performance, led the Steelers over the Bills. So on Sunday, when the Steelers play the Broncos, I don't think Ben needs to throw for a million yards or throw for a billion touchdowns. I think if he can lead the Steelers to a fishing game where they're not getting sacked, they're not turning the ball over, um, he's not picking himself off his backside 100 times a game like he has been the past three weeks, and the Steelers have a good defensive game and they're getting healthier, it's a game they could win. Now, am I saying that's going to happen? I don't know after the last three weeks, but I think that's a way that's realistic that the Steelers can beat the Broncos. Do you guys have any ideas of how how you think this could happen? For me, I would say I, I think here comes Grumpy Yenzer. Um, I, I think we've got a decent shot. Um, I think this is going to be a defensive game. Uh, I think it's really going to come down to the defenses. I, I think – I have no reason to believe our offense is going to magically fix itself. Um, even if Bridgewater plays, I don't know that Denver has this massively explosive offense. Uh, so I think our defense is going to keep us uh, 
I think neither team is going to get over 20 points. So I think our defense will keep us in a spot where we can legitimately have a shot to pull it off. So I, I, I don't want to say I feel great, but I feel pretty good about our chances. Feel better than previous weeks. We'll say that, or even we're looking ahead yes. to schedule at some other teams that are much more dynamic on the offense. I, I think with what Denver's doing offensively, whether it's Locke, whether it's Bridgewater, I don't feel like they're going to throw so many points on the board that will be out of this game. Uh, I think our, I think the the Steelers defense will play what it does and uh, be able to keep the game manageable for for Ben. I still firmly believe that there are weapons that are on our offense that are not being utilized to their full potential. There needs to be uh, Fryermuth needs to get more involved, uh, getting Najee into the passing game a little bit more. Those dump passes that aren't just everything behind the line. Uh <laughs> Throwing the ball forward is an amazing, amazing <laughs> tool in the football game. Uh, I, I think if some of those weapons get utilized in a different way than than has been in the past <clears throat> four games and even going back into the end of the last season, everything just looks the same. I know it. they want to tailor things towards what Ben feels comfortable doing, and it's not like he can be pushed <clears throat> to a ridiculous level, but there has to be different looks. There's too much film uh, of the Steelers being handled with the kind of offense they've been doing recently. They've got to change it up. Um, So they're going to be able to stay in the game because of the defense, but utilizing their offense in a different way uh, will be key for them. Two fun notes before we go. Um, Joe and Paul, I sent you guys a, tweet from one of the Denver writers I thought was interesting. Denver was preparing for the Steelers game at their practice by listening to Renegade during some of the offensive plays. I thought it was kind of fun that they were doing that. Probably to prepare, I guess. I'm not sure what was going on. Oh, yeah. Um, the <laughs> they, know it's thing, gonna, they know it's going to come at some right. point. They're, they're in Heinz Field. So why wouldn't you prepare for that? That makes total sense. It's, it's good that they are aware that the Steelers at Heinz Fielder is a different experience than playing them at Mile High. So, um, and, and some travel news with everything that's happening in the world. Um, a lot of the weddings in Pittsburgh have been changed. You know, people were postponing them because of that. Uh, I see a story here from Denver TV where literally the Broncos will not be coming to Pittsburgh until late Saturday night because they couldn't find a hotel. They were saying, hey, that a lot of the hotels were booked because of rescheduled weddings. So bravo, Pittsburgh people who are getting married this weekend. Because, because of that, yeah, Denver is coming in late. They'll probably be tired, a little sleepier. So maybe this will be the advantage <laughs> Steelers need. Because, you know, thankfully, all the Steelers fans are postponing their weddings this game. So, again, Steelers fans... Let's book the hotels for weddings or if you just want to get away for a weekend for all the other home games this season so everybody else is coming to Pittsburgh can't find a hotel. Maybe it was this, our plan all along. Right. Maybe this is the way to see us get back on track. Book all the hotels and um, you know, make it hard for the team. Because the Broncos need to find a meeting room you know, so they can meet the night before. A lot of NFL teams do that. So, All right. Well, that's it, guys. Um, 
thank you, Paul Yanchek. Thank you, Joe Frost. It's been fun ripping the city of Denver. Um, being from Ohio, I know a lot of Ohioans are upset with Denver based on things that the Broncos have done to the Browns through the years. We applaud the Broncos. We're very pro-Broncos for being up on the Browns. But other than that, we're anti-Broncos. So it's been fun ripping Denver and the Broncos. Um, so for Paul and Joe, this is Chris. Thanks so much for listening to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com's Pittsburgh Steeler Power Half Hour. And we will make fun of more cities in the weeks to come. Have a great night, everybody. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.